What is up everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com uh, And today I am bringing you a, a review of the One Championship 1-160 card uh, Which went down over in the Singapore Indoor Arena uh, in Singapore um, And I'll be honest, this was the most perfectly timed card you could have for someone in Ireland possible It was absolutely fantastic It started, I, I said last week it was I was actually half one. I got my my Singapore Ireland times mixed mixed up a little bit. It was half one, and I'm I'm sitting here now. It's just after five o'clock, so I think it was like half one to half four or something like that. Absolutely perfect. Oh, I could I couldn't have loved it more. Honestly, I I, I envy now all like the Americans uh, who are able to have like those uh, during the day cards when they're on. Uh, maybe here or in London or in Italy or so, and I know maybe it's even a little bit earlier, which would be even more ideal. But I love this. Actually, it was kind of a throwback to. I remember the old, like years ago watching one championship uh, cards. They used to be on, like I think Satanta maybe or something here in in this part of the world. And I remember I used to watch them early, and it's like you just be flicking through one day. And, oh, there's a one championship card. On. <laughs> Let's watch it. And but this one was a, a different one uh, in in terms of the majesty and in terms of the build up. Obviously, with the the prime card coming at uh, American prime time as well. After this, the double header was was really uh, talked about a lot. And obviously, myself and Ian. Did the preview for it as well here on Sherdog, and uh, I suppose it was built up uh, by myself in my own head a little bit more because I had talked about it. And to be honest, it really delivered. It delivered in all aspects. The fights were really fun. The the difference, as myself, uh, I've talked about before in these previews, and myself and Ian as well, to go from like the submission grappling to the Muay Thai to the MMA, it was it was really good. And I think I think why it was so good was that it was kind of so quick and there was no real like they were all in the same arena one fight ended the other fight started and it all felt like a fight you know sometimes it's like ah oh, that's not a fight that's you know half a fight or a quarter of a fight or whatever it might be but they all felt like just different rule sets and it, I think the speed at which they did it really helped you know and uh, if I was to give like an overall view of the card as someone who I like when I consume one championship I usually like watch it the next day or I check out the results and then I watch, you know, the fights I need to watch or check out the finishes or check out if there's a close one or whatever. It's, you know, because of the timing and stuff like that, it's rare I can watch, sit down and watch a whole one championship car. But obviously, I've done that before, but this one today was a little bit different because it's like, it's like half a card now and half a card later. And it was brilliant. It was perfect. And it's not necessarily even half a card. That's probably unfair to say. It was a full card, but it was... The way they got through it really quickly, the way they melded them all together, it was really, really good. I actually think, you know, the commentary is good as well. Michael Chivella, I know people like hate him and love him. Um, I, I think he's improved an awful lot over the years. And I I always kind of liked him. It was, it's because he's different. And like, maybe it's a thing I, I couldn't take it every week, maybe, or something like that. Or maybe old school MMA with the likes of uh, Mike Goldberg and stuff with the, with the more maybe emotion and all of that. But, uh, I, I think I think he's definitely gotten better and he's definitely toned it down maybe a little bit and uh, bringing out the old dragon as well is <laughs> always, always very, very funny. I like Dracatus. But um, yeah, it was... Uh, as an overall picture before I get into the fights here, I really enjoyed it. I couldn't have, I couldn't have a bad word to say about it, to be honest. Now... We'll see for the second one when I go back with my other review what I want to think of it in the middle of the night because that's always a little bit tougher. But uh, yeah, I, 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 uh, 
I'm I'm a sucker for like during the day mixed martial arts because I have to suffer a, a sucker and then a sufferer uh, because I have to suffer through, through so much of it late. So when you give it to me early, uh, it's even it's even better. And as I said, the fights delivered. Let's uh, let's get into the fights and let's talk about them. And I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go from the bottom to the top um, and, and talk about them that way. The the card opened up with um, Agasa who. You know, we, we talked about it on the uh, the previous show. You know, very good wrestler, and obviously judoka as well, which they spoke about a lot uh, on the build up against Talis and uh, uh, Nakasu, even uh, who's you know the the kind of BJJ artist uh, and Agasa. As I said in the previous, well, I think he's a better striker. You know, if it if it's two grapplers and it turns into a striker match, the better striker is always going to win that. Not really. It was exactly you know I called it. Perfectly, this one to be honest, you couldn't have called it better. I don't think to myself, and Ian called it in the preview much more crisply strikes. He was getting in all the way, and he forced um, uh, Nakasu to uh, he kind he, he kind of forced him to not lose, not trying. If you want, get me like he forced him almost to go out in his shield uh, because every time he came in. Agasa, he was just landing at will. Uh, a lovely shot to the body at one stage, lovely left hook to the liver. Just so much more crisp when he came inside. It was it was different levels on the feet. It really, really was. Um, and every time that Nakosu um, came in, he was not only getting hit, but he was also getting hit on the way in, staying inside, and then getting hit again. And that's exactly what got him knocked out. He came in with his, you know, his combinations. I don't think he necessarily got hit too much. Maybe he got hit with one kind of shot from Agassa on the way in. But then he was in, stood in the pocket, and he was like, oh, no, and got knocked out. It was just, it was very similar to um, um, Mohamed Usman, if you remember him a couple of weeks ago. He fought uh, Puega, I think it was, and he kind of came in. He was in the pocket. He stuck there. He was like, oh no, where do I go now? And then got caught with a big sh- shot and knocked out. It's it's a rookie mistake, really. And it's very easy for me to say, I suppose, sat here. But it is something I'm sure striking coaches and you know smarter people than me out there would, would talk about it. That getting into the pocket is grand, but you have to exit out of there very, very quickly. Or at least get your hands up to block something or move in some way. Don't stand there straight up like, you know, like a, a rabbit in the headlights or a deer in the headlights or whatever it might be. Um, and that's exactly what I was in Agassa. Like, Agassa's a very good athlete. He, he does hit hard and he's, I, I would say, a good striker. Not a, I wouldn't say a great striker or anything like that. But if he's in there and he's fighting fellow grapplers, he's probably going to be a better striker than all, most, if not all of them. So, a good win for him there, and and a good finish as well, uh, in uh, the, around the mid part of the uh, of the first round. Um, I was switching over streams then to get the uh, Martin Bator against Paul Elliott um, fight, and <laughs> I, I went back and I saw it, and I saw the highlights as well, and this fight went almost exactly as you would say if you heard that Elliott lost the fight because he did the exact same thing as happened in his last fight came in landed a couple of big shots almost got the KO 
went too mad, got tired, and got ground up out of there. And that's very simply it. That's really, really simply, and that there, there's no long, big, drawn out um, <laughs> talk about this fight because there doesn't need to be. It's a simple, simple fight, and that's the way I went. And you know what? I want to see it again. I want to not the fight again, but I want to see Paul Elliott again. I, 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 he's great value. Like he's great value. He goes in there. He'll either knock you out or get knocked out himself. And you know what? I like that in a, <laughs> in a fighter and I think one championship will probably like that as well I think they'll probably have him back to be honest um, but it's it, the, it, the biggest problem for him is he he, uh, he almost has too much talent for a heavyweight division and when you are like that you almost have to go like Seattle Gagne right when you're a very good athlete like Bud Gagne and Elliot is in, in different sorts of way but Elliot it feels like might be better off it maybe. I was going to say in a Mai Tai fight, but that's wrong now, thinking about it again. I think he might be better off, like, holding off a bit and trying to outskill a lad early and then trying to land the big shots rather than going for those big shots early, right? Because they might get you in a knockout, but if they don't, you're definitely getting knocked out. And that's what happened now two fights in a row, and that is not great, uh, to be honest. For someone as talented as Elliot, I, like, I really like him. I really, really like the way he fights, and I really like... His nature, even I suppose, the way he goes in there and and lets it all go. Um, but if he keeps having, um, if he keeps having fights like this, and if he keeps getting finished like this, like promotions are not going to want him. One championship mightn't get him back. Like I hope they do. And I said earlier, I think they probably will. And I do think they probably will, but. You know, if he gets one more chance, it'll probably be his last chance unless he wins, you know. So it's a, it's a big next couple of fights in, in the career of Elliot. At heavyweight as well, it's interesting. I remember Ben Forsyth, his name, he's a heavyweight come through here and he got knocked out a couple of times young, uh, in, young in his career, I suppose. And he did well in the IMAFs coming through. And uh, he retired and, you know, he didn't see him again. And you can really kind of understand why, because some you know, divisions you can kind of play around, but you can't play around at heavyweight. You play around at heavyweight, you learn at heavyweight, you get three or four concussions before you know it. And that's that's not easy. So big decision, big next few fights for uh, for Paul Elliott here. Uh, I I skipped over the, the submission grappling match. And you know what? I, I'll give you a quick review. You know, the people might want to see it. I'll give you a quick review. And I, I might do it for all of them, all the submission grappling, all the my time. You know, this is... Uh, an MMA show, I suppose, but it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Um, uh, Langacker was attacking uh, with uh, front chokes from the start. Um, and I, th- I thought he was going to get one of them early, to be honest. A few guillotines as well there. Uh, Canudo was looking for the leg lock, but it was no good. And then Tommy was looking for an, an arm bar after a Canudo takedown. I thought um, when Canudo got, it, got the takedown of his own, uh, he he did well on top, but the the second year man went for the leg lock, it, it, you know, I looked obviously very bad for him. We know submission grappling these days. There's a lot of leg locks and stuff like that. But uh, I thought Tommy was just kind of 
for running the show throughout that little bit of a takedown, little bit of top control, if you want to put it that way, that uh, Canuto had was the only kind of reprieve he had. The beautiful leg lock transition to the back then from uh, from Langacker was absolutely brilliant. Trapped the arm of Canuto, uh, but he defended really, really well. He got the body triangling. I was very interested to see it. Maybe it's a question I got asked to uh, one of the BJJ experts out there, but... There was he got the body triangle eventually, but there was a, about maybe a minute and a half, maybe two minutes, where he was on his back and he didn't get the body triangle. And it's a, a spot in MMA where you'd always go for it. And I'd just be interested to know why he didn't. Now maybe it is because he wanted to open up and um, you know go for submissions, go for an armbar or something like that. But it seemed to be in like a, such a dominant position where you get the body triangle and you go for the choke. And look, maybe maybe I'm answering my own question here, but maybe the reason he didn't get it is because he wanted to trap that arm and he did end up trapping the arm twice and did it really really well got into the mountain with about 30 seconds left went for the head and arm choke jumped out of the mountain went over to side control uh, there was a bit of a Brazilian tap there I thought but not really but he survived anyway and then Tommy Langacker won the decision I believe there and he got a 50k bonus it was fun it was fun I used to watch a lot of submission grappling when I got into MMA first years and years and years ago like I remember I watched uh, Diego Sanchez who was, who was he grappling someone will probably tell us in the comment section below one of the, the um, I don't know who it was one of the very famous grapplers anyway and I watched and I, I used to watch lots of those um, you know lots of those grappling matches and this is kind of draw back to that as well and I enjoyed it you know I really really enjoyed it it was very very good um, after that then we had Keanu Subban the lightweight division knocking out Amir Khan um, Subban stunned him with an elbow after a lot of posturing, I would say, like the two of them, you know, they were kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. And Subba was probably winning in the waiting, if you get me, landing a little bit more. But that elbow really, really, really hurt him. Um, and you could see that Can was kind of just, <sighs> he was he was on seriously wobbly legs after that. He was just really like, I, I, you look at that right, and they'll probably show the knockout, and they'll show the replay, and they'll show the what was it, a one two at the end, and uh, you say, oh, he finished him with the one two, but he he was done already. Like that, actually, the the, the one two, it was kind of like a, I don't know, was it a jab or a left hook, kind of. Um, it looked way better on the replay now, to be fair, but looking at it live is like, oh, he didn't, he kind of half caught him. And the second punch, he was very, it was a quarter of a punch, the, the, the two on the one, two. Um, and the referee stopped it standing, but it was that elbow with which he was really hurt with first. And I think, um, super serious power. Like you can just see some guys and they have power on him and he, he definitely has that power. And it was a, a very, very, uh, a very, very good win for him there. And, you know, he needed the win, I suppose, uh, at this stage in his career, moves him on to, to nine and five. He'd lost to Kai Tang, who we'll get to later on as well. He's lost to Christian Lee, uh, you know, two guys, uh, spoiler alert to two champions. Um, so he needed a big win here and he got one. No, he beat James Yang as well in his last fight. Uh, at the start of the year after two years out of the cage so good run here for Kenu Suba and we'll see where he goes after that um, then there was the Muay Thai which was very good I'm not, I'm not the biggest kickboxing fan in the world to be honest but this was oh this was fun I, I like do you know what I like the Muay Thai in the cage after, after watching uh, Demetrius and uh, Rotang there the last day I, I did enjoy it and I enjoy the I enjoy the odd fight and this was oh this was unreal so it was uh, Ritwada against Samapet 
and uh, ball fighting out of the southpaw position. Uh, Ritwada was quicker out of the gate, but uh, Samapet's counters were just insane. Like, I tweeted out, the camera couldn't catch them, they were so quick. And I genuinely believe, like, I'm not even joking, you literally could not see them, they were so quick. This man is one of the quickest punchers I've ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. Having said that, though, I think Ritwada landed, like, a little bit better and a little bit harder shots uh, in round one, but... Having said that, I couldn't really see the shots <laughs> because they were so quick. But none of that mattered because Samapet landed. Oh, just a beautiful left-hand knockout. One, two, right down the middle. Massive, massive, massive KO. One of the, you know, one of the, one of the best KOs I've seen in a, in a long time. I know Dillian Edwards one was at the weekend, but still and all, this was right up there, but obviously a different sport. Massive shot, an absolutely beautiful shot altogether, and uh, you know, fun, uh, a fun Mai Tai sojourn, I suppose, in the middle of all the uh, all the mixed martial arts and uh, a bit of sub- submission grappling as well. Um, and that was a very quick, I suppose. I, I think they call it one championship lead card. We had the um, we had the, the two title fights. Then, obviously, uh, Kai Tang or Tang Kai even against Tan Lee uh, in the lightweight division and it, it's it's very confusing here in Sherdog it's lightweight but it's featherweight and then it's lightweight for welterweight we go with the fights we leave the weight classes alone um, uh, oh, a very 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 good performance from Tang Kai uh, myself and Ian on the preview I think we called it we both predicted he would win and that's exactly what he did let me run through the fight quickly for you so in round one Kai was landing loads of jabs um, loads to the body, loads of leg kicks as well, and that was the story of the fight. Really, Lee uh, tried to make it wild, and he was reaching too much, not landing that much at all. And I think you know, obviously, it scored. Um, it scored as a whole, but that first round, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely a Kai round if you're scoring it in the uh, in the American system, if you want to put it that way. So was the second round. Um, Tang Kai was just destroying that leg. That leg was ed up. It was red raw in the second round. Lee tried to take down. He couldn't get it. He did land a hard left shot late, and he landed a good knee, but Lee, uh, or Kai, was definitely ahead and definitely winning as well there. The third round was kind of the, the rest round, I would say, and if you're going by the, the round-by-round standards, I think... You know, Tanley probably won this round. It was probably the only round he might have won um, because Tankai came back in the fourth and hurt Lee badly with left hooks. This was a fantastic round. It was a fantastic fight overall, um, but this was a fantastic round. Knocked down uh, uh, Tan Lee was uh, a couple of times. Uh, I sound like Yoda there. Knocked down Tan Lee was. Um, but uh, yeah, he was, he was knocked down a couple of times with big left hooks. And then it, it kind of woke him up <laughs> because Dan Lee hurt Kai badly with a left hook himself in an absolutely insane round. Both of those guys just kind of kept popping back up and it was absolutely brilliant. Then in the fifth, um, Tankai was kind of on his bike in this one. I think he had, he knew he had done enough. Lee landed one or two. There was a great exchange late where both of them actually landed hard. But um, overall, it was definitely a... a um, a Kai Tang fight, and uh, he ended up winning. He got the decision overall. Um, I think it was one of those ones where it's kind of a changing of the guard, I suppose. Um, Tang Kai, 26 years of age, 17 fights. 
you know, he's won 15 of them, hasn't lost since back in 2017 where he lost two in a row, but he is... He is different level now. This guy is honestly, uh, uh, he hasn't fought the level. Obviously, he fought Suba and beat him, and now he's fought Tanley, who are very good fighters, Edward Kelly, and a few more as well. I honestly think he is one of the best. I, I, I maybe I don't want to say one of the best, you know, featherweight slash lightweights in the world. Let's go with one hundred and fifty pounders. Uh, uh, but I think he's definitely one of the best prospects. Like if he went into the UFC now, I would uh, I would equate him to someone like Ilya Tapuria. I think he's like that, not necessarily as as a fighter, although a little bit as a fighter, a different sort of fighter. But I think his skill set is absolutely elite. He is fantastic, great takedown defense, an unbelievable jab, power in his hands. We saw tonight variation as well in his work. Can do all different things. I mentioned in the uh, in. Talking about the the first round again, he was landing lots of jabs. He kind of stopped landing the jab in the second, third, and fourth round because he was landing enough leg kicks. He changed things up that he didn't really need to land it anymore. Maybe that's the thing as well that he could go back to uh, in future in fights. Maybe give it up for a round, bring it back for a round type of job. Um, this guy is elite. He is elite. He's a really, really, really good fighter. Um, and if you don't know Tenkai, you should know him because he is uh, he, he is brilliant. It'll be interesting to see. If there are maybe a few signings um, and who he could fight in that division, I, I'm very, very interested to see what's going to be next for Tankai because I, w- I would like to see him in there with anyone in the world in that division. Honestly, I would like to see him in there. You know, what it's featherweight slash lightweight, so it's like kind of slightly blown up featherweight. Like, I'd, I'd love to see him fight someone like a Brian Ortega, you know? Or as I mentioned earlier, Tapuria or Aaron Lallan. What a fight that'd be. God almighty. Uh, I know. I don't know whether he's going to the UFC or they're coming over to, to watch championship. You never know these days in this uh, mixed martial arts uh, world. But uh, yeah, a fantastic win and a fantastic performance from uh, Tankai. And you know, Tan Lee performed well as well. He was just, I think he was outmatched by the better fighter on the day. And it was, as I said, again, a changing in the guard. Uh, then we had the main event and a rematch of the Oak versus Lee fight that we broke down last week, a five-rounder. I thought Christian Lee had won it. Ian thought Christian Lee had won it. The judges gave it to Oak, obviously scored as a whole. But the judges weren't necessary for this one because Christian Lee went in there and he just put on an absolute destruction of a performance. A brilliant, mesmeric performance. Um... I have in my notes here that Oak won the first 15 seconds and that was all of the fight he won, to be honest. Uh, Lee just started landing loads of shots. Um, A hard head kick midway through the round. Landed some lovely jabs. Uh, There was a nice right hand from Oak in the middle of all of that, but a huge knockdown from Lee and then some down knees. I actually learned today that soccer kicks aren't allowed, but down knees are allowed. So that's fair enough. Um, There was... There was actually a second knockdown, and then there was another few knees. I thought there was one very egregious knee to the back of the head and all of that. Now, Oak got back up, and my God, the chin on uh, Oak Ray Young, it's insane. Insane chin. I Honestly, I, I can't remember anything like it recently with the amount of damage he took. I tweeted out it was closer to a 10-7 than a 10-9. You know, it was a 10-8, I would say, if we we're scoring that way. You get me. It was closer to a 10-7. Though. This guy got absolutely obliterated uh, in the first round. 
and uh, he stood up and he kept going and you know as I said he landed a right hand in the middle of it himself as well it wasn't like he was he was out of the fight even he was he was almost out of consciousness <laughs> but he was still in the fight and it was absolutely insane but Christian Lee just you know before we get to the second round I suppose he just came out and he was like I am getting the finish here and it it wasn't one of those ones where I am going to win rounds or I'm going to win a decision or I'm going to win the fight. It's like, I'm going to knock this guy out. And he absolutely fought that way. And it got him to finish in the second round. Big right hand knockdown. Um, I thought it was a soccer kick initially. But it wasn't. It was an. It was like a soccer knee. He like, you know, like if anyone knows Paulo De Canio from back in the day. Almost volleyed him with like his top of his shin slash knee. Looked, you know, if it's if it's knee, only grounded knees allowed, it looked to me legal. Then he landed a second one and a third one, and the referee stepped in after maybe one or two more shots and and stopped the fight. Oak, Oak probably could have taken more if we're being honest, but he, I think the referee did a good job and he stopped it when he should have stopped it. Uh, he had taken enough damage and there was maybe only more damage coming, especially with the grounded knees as well. Just a massive, massive amount of damage Christian Lee put on him and that Oak took. And look, credit to both of them for that, but uh, good stoppage and a great win for Christian Lee. Like the performance, again, I'll say it, like going out there, to try to finish a guy in the manner he did after the manner of the first fight was an incredible, incredibly brave thing to do, I suppose, you know? And he got the 50k from, from Chattery afterwards, as did Tommy, the, the submission grappler, uh, which, and maybe a few more of them did, I didn't see all the, the interviews, but uh, the, the 50k, I'm sure he'll be, de- he'll be delighted uh, with it, but he deserved it. It was an absolutely phenomenal um, phenomenal display on him and you know his sister Angela Lee obviously is a champion now as well so they're both uh, they'll both have their posters up uh, backstage I'm sure uh, in, in, the, in the arena so yeah great performance altogether. and uh, it, it wasn't just about the great performance it wasn't about the great win it was about the way he did it because sometimes we see fights and they're close and we even talked about in the preview and I think you know I, th- I actually think I didn't. I didn't pick the Elliot one right, but I think I picked every other fight right, if I'm not mistaken. But so, sometimes in rematches, you just think it's like a little integer will decide it. You know, you do something small. You maybe add in a few more power shots. Maybe add in a few more takedowns. Maybe add in a little bit more ground upon up your output a bit, and it'll win you the fight. You know, now not all of those things, but one or two of those things for each individual fighter to just make the difference. But Christian Lee was having none of that. He was not saying, ah, do you know what? I lost the decision. Do you know, I'm going to win the decision the next time. He's like, I, this is not going to be a decision. This is going to be a win. And it was. And uh, you have to respect that. You have to respect Okazal. Maybe they do the trilogy. Maybe they do the trilogy. Maybe not straight away, but maybe down the line. I think Okazal is a very good fighter. It's going to be hard to knock that guy out again, no matter who you are. Um, and I think he could definitely get his way back to it. So maybe that is a fight we see again in a trilogy we see down the line. Um... All right, everyone. So that is uh, that is it for me. I'll just run through the um, <clears throat> the results pretty quickly. There again, the MMA results anyway. Um, uh, Shankar Agassi defeated uh, Talis Nakasu via first round TKO after two minutes fifty five. Uh, it was one minute. Uh, sorry, one uh, the first round. Three minutes thirty eight seconds for Martin Bator, who beat Paul Elliott. Um, Keanu Sabu then or Suba even Keanu Suba beat Amir Khan in the first round. Three minutes twenty nine and 
Kai Tang defeated Tan Lee by unanimous decision, obviously after uh, five minutes of the fifth round. And then Christian Lee defeated Oak Ray Young uh, after exactly one minute of the second round with a TKO and knees. All right, everyone, I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com, and I'll see you all next time.